Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome to the show. It's uh, August 20, 2020. And uh, <clears throat> the day is starting out pretty good because the breaking news is Steve Bannon has been arrested. Yep. Bannon, along with three others, were indicted this morning by the U.S., God bless them, Southern District of New York. They've been arrested for, um, I guess, mail fraud. Would that be what it is? Defrauding donors in a fundraising scheme. Uh, They're charged with, um, they had a campaign called We Build the Wall. And uh, through that, they brought in more than $25 million. Um, And this is a breaking story, so I'm not able to to connect the dots, although I'm sure as the show goes on, uh, uh, reporters will be furiously uh, doing that. So, um, yeah, fraud, defrauding hundreds of thousands of donors. Uh, also named in the indictment is, uh, the acting administrator of the Drug Enforcement Administration. No, acting administrator. None of these, none of these grifters and criminals that are now populating important positions in our government have been vetted and uh, signed off on by the Senate of the United States, which is how the founders and the Constitution, they wrote, says our government is to function. God almighty. So I guess they're saying uh, that Bannon and these other guys, uh, you know, pocketed the money. Just friggin' crooks. Whoa. All right, hi. Good morning to you. <clears throat> Just another day in uh, in the United States of America under Donald Trump, who was destroyed last night by Barack Obama. And it is what I've been waiting to hear for four years. And I guess I understand that Obama felt that if he said that earlier in Trump's administration, that it wouldn't have the impact or it would be, you know, used in some way. I don't know. But God bless him, he sure laid it out last night. Wow. And uh, 
it was good to see. I, I, uh, initially, uh, my concern was, wow. And, uh, poor Kamala Harris is supposed to follow that. (laughs) Yeah. You don't want that. And then she, she stuck the landing too. So two pretty remarkable, um, addresses, but, uh, wow. Wow. I mean, he just flat out said what needed to be said. And everybody was uh, agog at, uh, well, that's never been done before. No president, no former president has ever, from a convention stage, uh, so openly skewered um, the sitting president. I don't know. Well, it was (laughs) well-deserved, and it was right on the money. I, oh, God, guys, um, I mean, anything you have uh, to say about it, feel feel free. Um, I don't know so many things are being written. I don't have anything in particular to say, except it sure was wonderful to have uh, Barack Obama lay it out, the urgency of it, and mince no words. Uh, I mean, it ain't mincing words when you say this administration, the Trump administration, has shown it will tear our democracy down if that's what it takes to win. And in fact, you know, yesterday, I I never watch them, but I sometimes read a little news that might come out of them later. Uh, The so-called press conferences that his... uh, this awful woman, Mac, whatever her name is, uh, gives now at the White House. She was flat out asked if Trump would leave office if he were to lose. And she flat out said that remains to be seen, essentially. Both she and he are being very forthright about the fact that they believe that the only way he loses is if the election is rigged. So consequently, when he loses, they will say it's rigged. And everybody's fears of what could happen when we have as they do in banana republics, which is what we've become, a head of state who refuses to leave office when the people vote him out. Uh, Well, the word civil war uh, popped up uh, in yesterday's discussion. And it's, 
you can see how it's sort of heading that way. And uh, I have to believe that if there were, um, if it actually comes to violent confrontation, that, uh, Jesus, that our military would stand with we the people. That's my sense. But then what the hell do I know if they have a supposed commander-in-chief ordering them to do this or to do that? Who was it, Tom Friedman, who said yesterday, you know, so, okay, contest the election. And Joe Biden can call a news conference and say, hey, look, I won. (laughs) And Biden can call a press conference and Trump can call out the 82nd Airborne. Oh, boy. And now Trump has rather openly uh, uh, acknowledged with uh, pride uh, and approval the embrace of QAnon. Uh, That happened uh, yesterday as well. It's hard to fathom, but when specifically asked, he warmly embraced them and just like in Charlottesville said that he thought that they were what? What was the words? He says they were fine patriotic Americans or something to that effect. So there you have it. Um, It's scary, guys. I have, um, you know, just when you thought the Republican Party can't get any more off the rails, uh, look at how quickly... QAnon became something you heard about way out there, even for the Republicans, on the fringes. But then you'd see people QAnon at Trump rallies and QAnon here, and little by little, as happens now, we started to ask, what the hell is what? What? And you know what? When you find out what it is, if your blood doesn't run cold, I mean run cold, then I don't think that you're a sentient being. So for those of you who for some reason still are a little flummoxed, what is it? Well, it's not like they have... uh, you know, an organizational chart. It's not like it's a political party. It has cultish elements. It is essentially uh, amorphous, constantly changing internet conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory. So outlandish that you would think there's no way something like this could take hold. Because at the bedrock of QAnon is the belief that the world is run by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. 
and they include Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, the Pope, Tom Hanks, the Dalai Lama, Oprah Winfrey, and I could go on and I'll go. We couldn't leave out George Soros. Because the fascinating thing about QAnon is it is essentially lifted from one of the most successful conspiracy theories in global history. And that is the slander of the Jews. The Jews running the world. Killing little Christian babies and using their blood. Yeah. Millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of people believe that, believed it, and they acted on it. <laughs> Cut the Jewish population more than in half. So QAnon believes that the world is being run by this international scheme and that they operate a child sex trafficking wing and that's that ring and that's nothing. That doesn't even begin to start it because what they do, they don't just molest these kids. They kill them. They eat them, and they extract a life-extending chemical from their blood. So the current president of the United States was asked yesterday by a reporter, do you, you know, do you accept the support uh, you know, QAnon thinks that you, first of all, they believe that there are these cannibals and that Barack Obama's one of them and Hillary Clinton's one of them and Tom Hanks is one of them. Child-eating cannibals are running the world and that it is Donald Trump Who is here to save the world? That's what they believe. QAnon, that Trump has been tapped to break up this cannibal, Satan-worshipping, global conspiracy and to bring these awful people to justice. Yeah, that's what they believe. And we do know now that um, a woman named Marjorie Taylor Greene will be going to the Congress of the United States and sitting in the Republican caucus, and she is an avowed supporter of QAnon. 
understand that uh, QAnon followers have been, have acted out. Remember the guy who showed up at the pizza shop in Washington uh, intending to rescue these little kids who were being held there by Hillary Clinton and others? There was a woman who was arrested. She said she was going to take out Joe Biden. This happened back in May. She had dozens of knives in her car. QAnon supporters have committed crimes because they believe this stuff. Facebook is home to them. I just want to say all you folks on Facebook, why you support that platform is beyond me. Of course, I have a Facebook page, but I don't even look at it. I can't, I, I, I don't know. Some of the most popular ways for QAnon people to, to meet up, get their marching orders, is Facebook. And Facebook did a uh, internal study of just how much QAnon had infiltrated uh, them. And they concluded that there were literally thousands of QAnon groups on Facebook who amongst them had millions of members. And the sense is that during the pandemic, when people are online a lot more, that their numbers have only grown. The Wall Street Journal found that membership in 10 large Facebook groups devoted to QAnon had grown by more than 600% during the pandemic. Some people say it, it, we, what we are watching with it is really the birth of a, of a new kind of religion. Wonderful. And I mean, if you think about it, religions uh, start with some unbelievable story, right? You know, that makes your head say, well, that's not possible. And you do a leap of faith. But understand that Donald Trump is, to the QAnon guys, the heroic figure who's going to save them and us, the true patriot. So when he takes on Soros and Obama and all these others, they are reveling in it. They, they, see, they see signs in things he says. Even in what he wears, if he's wearing his pink tie, there's something. I am telling you, this stuff is flat out insane, and it shows how insane a frighteningly large percentage of our fellow Americans now are. Good God. 
Uh, Russ writes, I work in children's services, finding homes for foster youth. And I was accused on social media of human trafficking by QAnon. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that they've pretty much tried to take over the Save the Children, you know, charity? Because their whole thing is Save the Children. My understanding is now hashtag Save the Children, which, you know, six months ago would have sent people to, you know, that charity we know. Well, now it sends them to QAnon. Because there's all these children held by Tom Hanks and the Dalai Lama whose blood is being used, who are being eaten for hors d'oeuvres at fancy dinner parties in Hollywood. Good. Um, okay, let me see what else. Okay, uh, thank you, Jonathan. A little more detail on Steve Bannon, his arrest. Uh, federal prosecutors uh, this morning unsealed criminal charges against Stephen Bannon, Trump's former chief strategist, and three other men who they alleged defrauded hundreds of thousands of dollars using an online crowdfunding campaign that was advertised as raising money to build a wall on the U.S. border with Mexico. Prosecutors said Bannon and uh, another organizer of the campaign, some Air Force guy, claimed that they would not take any compensation as part of the campaign. But uh, (laughs) the feds say that was a lie. Bannon, the prosecutors say, received more than $1 million dollars through a nonprofit he controlled, and the Air Force guy, a guy named Colfage, received more than 350000 Prosecutors allege they and two others routed payments, routed, routed, yeah, routed payments from the campaign through the nonprofit and another, they're money launderers, through the nonprofit and another shell company and disguised them with fake invoices. Oh, God. All four were arrested today. They'll be making court appearances later in the day. They are charged specifically with conspiracy to commit wire fraud and money laundering. So, thank you for that. And, you know, this is living in Trump's America. It's, it's exhausting and certainly head-turning. God, I said yesterday that, um, you know, the fact that the uh, head of the Postal Service said, all right, all right, I back off, I back off. We're going to, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll stop. We'll stop these, uh, these wonderful changes we're making intended to cripple, of course, the very service that I oversee. Um, I will suspend all these, uh, you know, cost-cutting and operational changes, um, uh, and uh, so that's that. And I said yesterday, I wouldn't believe a word this guy says. I mean, if we have learned anything, 
in the last three and a half years. You do not ever take these people at their word. Ever. And sure enough, sure enough, that is why more than 20 of the United States are still suing this guy for the changes he's made. And the reality is, is he has in no way committed, in fact, said he wouldn't, to putting back in place those hundreds and hundreds of mail sorting machines that he took out of the post offices all over the country. Strangely, especially in battleground states. And they've dismantled them. They're pulling out mailboxes just as we're entering. You know all this. But he has said he will not go back and fix the damage that's been done. He just said, I won't do any more. But apparently, he's pretty much done doing the damage. Some 90% of these sorting machines. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you're running the postal service and you say, Wow, we got these hundreds of machines that really help us do our job quickly. They sort mail faster than any human can. All right, I want them out of here, and I want them dismantled. And I ain't letting you guys work any overtime to make up the, you know, pick up the slack from losing the machine. And that is why you have all these attorneys general still suing, including ours, Josh Shapiro. Uh, one of the lawsuits uh, brought by the state of Washington and joined by uh, 13 other states uh, says that there are people in Baltimore who have literally not had any mail delivery for weeks. Dozens of trailers filled with packages have been discovered in Milwaukee. People already made desperate by loss of jobs and the pandemic waiting for a social security check, a child support check, Rent, food, all this stuff, they're not getting them. Seniors not getting their Social Security checks on time. Veterans experiencing week-long waits for their medicines and others. So many older people get their meds, especially in rural areas, from the U.S. Postal Service. Now, this begs the question. Like, that's Trump. Those are Trump voters. Older, rural, nobody depends 
on the Postal Service more than they. What is Trump so sure that they will vote for him at the risk of their own lives? Well, we've seen that for many that's that's true. But you have to believe that a bunch of them are going to say, hey, what are you doing here? Ain't no Democrats doing this, keeping my meds away from me, keeping my Social Security check. And you would think that Trump and DeJoy would see that this is going to backfire. But they make their calculations, and I I, I am... And we do know that a lot of these folks, that whole thing of what's the matter with Kansas, the people who continually vote for Republicans and for Trump when his policies are killing them, literally killing them. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so that's just um, some of what is happening. Um, it's just, what are we? We're, we're like a few hours into, uh, well, I mean, having gotten up around seven, uh, a few hours into this uh, lovely, truly lovely August day, but for some rain, and um and all of this the president embracing the support of QAnon yet another of his pals and confidants Steve Bannon being arrested his acting head of DEA arrested who would believe there's a scam there was a scam that centered on building the wall, which Mexico, I thought, was going to pay for. Remember Mexico? Four years ago, I swear I heard that every day. Mexico and Mexico will pay for it. No, gullible Trump supporters paid for what? It? I don't know. There's a few little pieces of wall, disjointed, disconnected, which makes it, of course, a joke that have been put up. Huh. Oh, they paid for it. And it turns out all they did was line the pockets of Steve Bannon and these other con artists. Well, um, the uh, latest in the uh, in the Trump having to show his tax returns, he just uh, a federal judge just said, "Eh, uh-uh. you gotta you gotta turn those over, buddy." Now, um, well, according to a federal judge. But these rulings happen all the time. A federal judge says, I'm sorry, Mr. President, your argument is bullshit. 
and you're going to have to uh, turn your returns over. So we've been here before, and it turns out that um, our judicial system um, has so many ways for delay and uh, anyway, this ruling came out of the federal district court in Manhattan. And uh, this has already made its way to the Supreme Court, right? Right. And the Supreme Court threw it back down. Now this court down is throwing it back up. Because Trump will appeal this judge's ruling today and back it'll go to the Supreme Court. This has been going on for eight years, eight years. The DA of, uh, of New York, of Manhattan, has been trying to get Trump's personal and business returns. Before he was even president, they were going after it. Now, the Supreme Court already rejected Trump's argument, but then they, of course, gave him a little escape route and let him take his efforts back to the lower court with a different excuse. Well, he did, and now that court has said, it's bullshit, just like we said last time. And now Trump, well, this is just what happens. And the judge today said, um, you know, look, he talked about the sort of backdoor ways of letting the president escape. And he said, and, and that essentially then gives him immunity. So we'll see. God, I don't, you know, look, we know. That those tax returns are going to, when finally they get into the hands of prosecutors, are going to just be evidence of so many criminal offenses. Because that's the only way this guy knows how to do business. He cheats. He lies. There's a reason he has so guarded his returns because he knows how incriminating they are. Um, okay. I um, I need to go a little local here again and deal with what's been playing out in my neighborhood with the mayor and protesters uh, because things got a little crazy last night. Um, 
I have not seen any news reports from television stations. I have read the Post-Gazette reporting today, which I found incoherent. I'm serious. Incoherent. I don't didn't recognize the name of the reporter, but I Jesus God, it was incoherent. When you walk away from a story and all you got are questions and confusion, I'd say the reporter didn't do the job. Incoherent. So I checked out 90.5 WESA on online. They had a more coherent account. And I checked out uh, City Paper. And they seem to dovetail pretty much, although clearly we need more from City Paper. I'm sure they're working on it today. Um, and there was some video and pictures. Okay. It is extremely unfortunate what happened. <laughs> I just am here shaking my head. As you know, two nights ago, the protesters were out in front of Peduto's home, which is very near my own. And there was a huge police presence in, um, in my neighborhood. And the helicopters overhead till well past 11 p.m. And even when the helicopters stopped, the protesters and the cops stuck around through the night. The protesters' demand, as we understood it, was pretty simple. They wanted to talk to the mayor. Well, that didn't happen on that first night. So last night, the second night, as the sun went low in the sky, Who's sitting on his front porch but Bill Peduto? He's there. He understood that these guys were coming back. They had said they were going to march and they'd be at the mayor's by seven. One thing I found out about the protesters is their sense of time is really skewed. So, of course, they weren't there. And I think they arrived, I don't know, 45 minutes, half hour late. But there was a mayor, and he was sitting there, and he did have uh, one guy with him and uh, a security person as well on his porch. Um, and so clearly he was going to do what I had suggested he should have done the night before. They want to talk to you? Come out and talk to them. Then they'll go away. And so I was thrilled when I saw pictures of these protesters on his porch with him and surrounding the area in front of his porch and him talking. And that's when I said, thank God, okay, everybody's doing the right thing here now. They'll talk. The protesters, I'm thinking, will still not be satisfied with what he says, but they'll go away because that's what, yeah. So 
Well, apparently that's not quite what happened. What happened is the mayor got frustrated and fed up because people weren't listening to him and they were starting to scream at him and chant at him. And so he thought, well, okay, you wanted to talk to me. I thought I was doing that. He was answering questions. and But they weren't getting what they wanted, and he wasn't getting what he wanted, and he went into his house. And the protesters apparently, you know, kept on chanting and stuff. And the police eventually said to them, hey, look. We're declaring this an unlawful assembly, which is interesting. I, I really do want to know the um, the constitutionality of that. So, I mean, if at any point police can say this is an unlawful assembly, how does that how does that square with the First Amendment? I, I don't understand that because whatever. So they declared an unlawful assembly, and they told these people. And it was dark then. Uh, they told them, uh, you've got to back up. We want you moving back down Hastings Street. I want you going on. They told them exactly where to go. You turn left onto Reynolds, and you get yourselves over to Mellon Park. You're out of this residential area. And so the protesters, who I guess at that point numbered fewer than 50 people and there are a whole bunch of camera people and reporters. They followed directions and they went to Mellon Park. Well, tried to. The police in force came with them and told them, get on the sidewalk. Get on the sidewalk, off the street and on the sidewalk. They got on the sidewalk. Then apparently they were told to get off the sidewalk and get into the park. And then they were told that the park was closed. It was past curfew and they couldn't. So in other words, my sense reading all the reporting that happened is the police made the protesters who went go to Beachwood Boulevard, essentially, across from Mellon Park, if I have the geography right from the reporting. And then they made it impossible for them to follow orders. Get on the sidewalk, get off the sidewalk, get over to that park. No, the park's closed. Don't you see the sign? It closes at 10 p.m. And whatever they did, so they it, it was a, they trapped it seems to me, reading what I've read, the protesters. And then there's video of a police officer just shooting at, with a with a no more than two feet away some pepper spray or whatever into the face of some protester who who begins gagging and falls on the ground. There are people that are, you know, like gagging. I believe the police made one arrest. Everybody else, you know, ran, left, who knows what. 
I want to ask you, as I look at all that, here's what I want to say. I think the cops behaved disgustingly. I also think the protesters at some point are behaving incoherently. If you ask to speak to the mayor and he speaks to you and then it doesn't change a thing, what is the purpose? What is your point? I feel like in some ways the protesters who are still out there have sort of lost a sense of direction. God knows there's plenty of things to be protesting. I don't, you can't ask somebody to talk to you and then when he tries to talk to you, refuse to listen or to engage in a, a back and forth, not a screaming thing, a back and forth. And this shows that we have literally stopped. We don't know how to talk to each other. Everybody just gets into what they know how to do. The police know how to use their muscle. I I I I I don't know what I can say. I just despair. Um I didn't see any heroes last night. I saw some people behaving in a manner that doesn't help. And that's some of the protesters, a few, and that's some or all of the cops. I I don't understand it. And uh, I sort of despair I really do. So, I mean, I just, you know, I don't know what, uh, hang on a minute here. Let me get, um, I got a letter, a letter, an email. Um, and I, I wanted to share it because It just seemed like a cry, or whatever. And it, it, this is from a guy named Mark. Um, and he says, I, I've been watching the live stream. I didn't even know there was a live stream. We had it because I want to learn and understand what all the, the sides are saying. And that, as I understood it, he says, The protesters were going back to Peduto's house, and he planned to sit on his porch and talk to them. From what I saw, he invited them to the porch. The protesters expressed their opinions and at times asked Peduto questions. He answered some questions, but they talked over him many other times. Eventually, he went inside. And as of 9.40, as I write this, they're still outside protesting. 
I'm confused. They wanted to be heard. I watched him listen. They asked questions. He answered some and was cut off. I felt as if there was no answer he could have provided where they would have let him continue speaking. He said, I am all in on Black Lives Matter. I'm all in on protests as a way to draw attention to a cause. I'm all for social justice. I'm getting confused. If the person you're protesting is willing to come listen and talk, allows you to ask questions, then why not let them answer them? If you don't like the answers, then vote him out. I don't know. He says, I have a friend who's pretty right wing. Sometimes I want to make him a tinfoil hat because he goes down the rabbit hole of odd conspiracy theories. But we can talk in a civil manner. And we're still friends. I wish that happened more, especially now when we all need more compassion than ever. Okay, so he was curious about my take, and I, I guess my take is um, I, I'm I'm somewhat despairing. I I don't know. I I'm reacting somewhat like you, yes. Although I don't think I could still be friends with a right winger. A conspiracy theorist, not in this day and age. I just couldn't. I don't know. Chuck writes from a legal dictionary the definition of unlawful assembly. Okay. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution guarantees individuals the right of freedom of assembly. Under the common law and modern statutes, however, the meeting of three or more persons may constitute an unlawful assembly if the persons have an illegal purpose. Well, that's not the case here. Or if their meeting will breach the public peace of the community. I guess they'd have a little argument there. And if they actually execute their purpose, they have committed the criminal offense of riot. Well, that there was no riot out there. The only thing that caused the mayhem was the police activity. The police using their weaponry and giving orders that were impossible to uh, to obey. Go here, no, go there. No, you can't go there, go here. Well, what the hell was anybody supposed to do at that point? I don't, that's it. I mean, all of a sudden, what was weird is it was apparently a lawful assembly one minute, and then they declared it an unlawful assembly. Nothing really had changed from that moment to the next. I understand that they probably didn't want the neighborhood 
kept up all night again. One of the things these protesters have, which I want to say is not conducive to asking somebody to talk to you. They have a megaphone, right? That's fine. But this megaphone like does this uh, awful siren sound, which just blows everything away. I mean, you can't. And they were using that early this early yesterday morning, which is obnoxious. I mean, I just don't understand at some point, understand where you are, understand what it is you want to achieve, understand what strategies and tactics will get you to that point, and try to maintain some control over your passion and your emotion. And this is where we get in trouble because a lot of these protesters are young people. And as a formerly young protester myself, I can tell you that the passion, the emotion, the anger often overwhelm the reason. And it's hard to look at that when you're on their side and see them doing things that you think, that's stupid. But as to who creates the tumult, who exacerbates, who in fact does not de-escalate, seem to be night after night the cops. All right, we've got callers. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hey, it's a simple thing of disturbing the peace in this ordinance. Same as if I want to run my saw at 12 midnight in the street, in my in my yard, I can't do it. I can't run my saw till 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You can't do protest late at night, which is kind of stupid anyway, because nobody really sees you that much. And so... They need to get their timing. Okay. I think that's a good good point. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Do I have another caller? Hello? Hey, Lynn. It's Mike in D.C. Hi, Mike in D.C. Yeah, this is coming from an old person who used to be a young AIDS activist. (laughs) And um, we had to learn, too. And this movement's learning. Right. And they're not learning gracefully, and I doubt that we did. Right. I'm sure we pushed away as many people as we drew to us. Yes. But we learned. Yes. And they will learn, too. For example, how the city gets you with the, with the um, um, uh, being, on, being at one location together at the same time is, as you heard, as you read, they tell you to get on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you, you have to have a permit for this. Yeah. So I don't think it's an ordinance issue. I think it's a permit issue. The city can require you to have a permit for this political activity or this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that permit, then you're in violation of some city ordinance saying you can't, you know, no more than three people can gather, blah, blah, blah. And if they're smart, they should be asking for permits for Peduto Street. And they should have it on a Saturday afternoon, as someone mentioned, and they should block off both sides of the street and 
pay for porta johns or pay the police to have to stand there, but they're young and they will learn. And well, it's interesting. I, I was I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's marched in more protests than uh, than anybody I know, and we were talking. We were saying the same thing that it, it, it's a little maddening when you're older and you're looking at them make the same mistakes we did. I said, so you think right. it's like every generation <laughs> has to learn themselves, make the same right. damn mistakes, but, which drives you nuts because, you know, I mean, and I understand, we understand. They ain't going to listen to me. They ain't going to listen right. to her. No, you're the man. No. I mean, I know, I know. Man. Which I aged so funny out to us, right? Yeah, yeah we aged I out. aged out. I'm not not to be listened to, and I mean, I have with my own son, who is is very much involved in all this stuff, and and I, I, you know, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of seeing his passion and his concern, and and um, but yeah, they don't want any uh, any advice from us. It's true. And there's also the the thing that there are competing interests in the group. Oh yeah. Right? Yes. So these you have the radicals who want to burn down his house, and right. then you have the other people who say the next door neighbors aren't happy. So there's uh, yeah. you know, they have to find some middle ground and pick a leader and hope that that leader is as good as Martin Luther King, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Wow. And it's they're just gonna have to learn. Yeah. And it's, my specialty now is in adult education, how, how adults learn. And they don't learn by being told. They learn by, you know, experiencing. Making mistakes. That's Making how we all learn. Right. You learn so by stumbling if, forward, by falling down, by getting up, by making a wrong turn here and correcting yourself. The, that's the only way people ever learn. Right. I, I, except for the police department, <laughs> right? Because you're you're exactly right. We're oh. saying this is a new movement, and they need a break, or they they just will have to learn these things. But police department's not new. This no. isn't their first riot in quotation marks. Yeah, this right. isn't their first protest to show up in front of Peduto Street. Yeah, you can't tell me there's not a community liaison. At least when I was there, there was a. Um, gay community liaison for that community who is a policeman who can talk down the rioters and say, okay, here are the rules. If you want to gather and do this and do that and do this, but maybe they don't want to do that. Maybe they just want to scream. Well, we'll find out. You know, the thing is, is that, you know, most of the people who initially took to the streets, um, uh, after George Floyd's murder, um, you know, have, don't attend these things anymore. They did their thing and they're, and you've got this, you know, small group who I, and for some people, I think it becomes almost a way of life. It's something that they just can't give up, but you have to have a reason every time you go out and you have to have, it has to be somehow coherent for how it gets you to where you want to be. And I don't see that happening. All yes. 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 All right. right. They get to learn too. So it's frustrating, but they get to learn too. Well, aren't How's you? How's that Ms. for Pollyanna? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Jeez, but, I, but in my defense, what happy juice not, have you been drinking this morning? But in your defense, this isn't <laughs> happening to three blocks from me. 
because if it was, <laughs> I would probably be saying something else like that. <laughs> well, you know, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I so know that block, and I, I so... Um, somebody on Twitter was stunned to see where the mayor lived. He said, you mean the mayor lives in this row house? And as if, what were they thinking? That the mayor lives in a mansion or something? I I thought it was the funniest thing, but I I suppose some people would think he lives in a mansion. He's the mayor. Oh, he lives in a a nice little row house. Four little places stuck together. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I, I I feel for the and it's interesting because uh, the this incoherent Post Gazette article did quote uh, a number of his neighbors, people who literally live on that block and have been really subjected to all of this, and they were not mad at the protesters. They one of them was really annoyed with uh, with the mayor. And and they they were very down the middle, which surprised me. So it shows that area is our people made up of people who would be supportive, who want to be supportive. So I don't think it makes a lot of sense to be you know doing sirens and bullhorns outside their house at eleven p.m. There's something else I I learned is that when you were raised in a climate of oppression meaning your point of view is of no value, <clears throat> then you learn to oppress. So if my voice doesn't have, have value, then um, screaming and yelling and making noise is irrelevant because I don't matter. So there's not just learning here going on. There's also the psychology of I'm, what I say and do doesn't matter. So, uh, you know, yeah. what you say and do doesn't matter either. Like they're sort of at a loss of what to do. Well, one of the quotes from one of the leaders uh, was, we wanted the mayor and his neighbors to hear us. Yeah. And believe me, they heard you. But (laughs) (laughs) And a therapist would say, and what does that look like for you? (laughs) And how will that change your opinion of yourself and your point if you're heard. So they don't know what they're doing. They got to learn and fingers crossed for them. Yeah, I agree. Nice hearing from you. Yeah, I know. Nice hearing from you. Okay. Bye. Bye. It's 11.02.3 I got now. Um, and I do have, we always end here, and this is not as happy as yesterday's. Remember yesterday, the the new case count was down to like 20-something. Well, we're back up 100 uh, new cases in the last 24 hours, uh, one death. For the last two days, though, as far as I can see, there have been no new hospitalizations. But uh, of the new cases... Um, they range in age from two years to 91. Uh, okay. I don't know. Not good. All right, guys. Hey, um, thanks for being there. And batting down the hatches because, gee whiz, this is just... We are on the ride of a lifetime here, and we've got to keep our heads.
uh, good luck. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. Good luck. God bless. And uh, be safe. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.